Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. We are going to have a panel, yes, which we did a few of back in the few last few months. No, we've got our guests already arranged. We're going to introduce you to them shortly. But what we have tonight is a little different feel, but we totally want to treat you to this because we're going back to school pretty soon. No, remember what I said about that? Get over that attitude. Yeah, come on. That's right. If it was just about school and classes, then maybe you could have a bad attitude, but God didn't put you there on accident, all right? So what we have tonight is a panel of incredibly wise, highly experienced airborne graduates, okay? Born and raised Life Center kids from like the nurseries through Travis's class. Well, it was Steve, really, not even Travis, before Travis, through Airborne, had Brian and Janelle and me, and, like, we, they've been around. And now they're off at college, graduating from college, doing life, and really want to impart some wisdom to you tonight. Is that totally cool? Can we do that? Okay, here's what we're going to have to do. I hate to do this because people are really traditionists, traditionalists. This whole crowd over here, you're not going to see anything. Move thyselves over and around. Everybody just squish. Let's do a tectonic shift. Okay, here we go. Everybody over here, get around the other side. Come on. You want to be able to see these lovely people in the middle here. So, Veronica, come on up here. Veronica's going to help us tonight because she's going to interview these lovely people. There you go. Need the red light on. And she's going to introduce our guests to us as they come on up tonight yeah. to talk to you. Good? All right, everybody, listen up, because we're about to meet some very important people. VIPs. VIPs. All right. So I'll take you, Matt Leach. I'll take you first. Come on down, Matt Leach. Give it up. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt. I'm just going to ask you some questions to get to know you a little bit better. So, give away your name is what? Matt Leach. Matt, Matt Leach. Cool. That's good, yeah. That's good. Sweet. So, next question. <coughs> Where are you in life? Just like general. So, I just graduated college. I uh, went to a school out in Pittsburgh, right outside of Pittsburgh. And I just graduated in May, and I'm actually going back for grad school in Woo. a couple weeks. Woo, what school? Yeah. yeah. What school is that, Matt? Robert Morris University. Robert Morris. Mm, rings a few bells. So just to get to know you a little bit, where is your favorite place to eat in Harrisburg or in the surrounding areas? Uh, I don't know favorite place, but I frequent LBC, Lancaster Brewing Company, right mm, down here. Two doors down just the a hill. half skip and a jump. Right. Great wings. Yeah. Great food. So we're regulars. True. A lot of life's under people are regulars. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Staff goes there after yeah. Wednesday sometimes. <laughs> like once a month. So, when did you start coming to Airborne? Oh, man. I uh, started coming to Airborne in sixth grade. Yeah, I grew, sixth up, grew, up, in <laughs> grew up in the church. Um, born here. Yeah, born here. <laughs> Mom and dad are the pastors. Aunt and uncle are the pastors. Ryan and Marcy. John and Patty. So, grew up in the church. Nursery with Cetus Palmer. For those of you guys who don't know him, he was, yeah, <laughs> Nate knows him, Mr. <laughs> Steve. He was my uh, children's pastor for most of the time, and then Travis took over. So I had Travis for a little bit as I transitioned into here, and Janelle Semke, I don't know if you guys know Janelle, and you guys may or may not know her. She was Ben at the time. She was a youth pastor, 6 through 12. My dad also helped run it a little bit. And then uh, by the time I think I was a junior, junior, senior, Ben became the youth pastor. So, yeah, we've seen it all, been through it all. And, yeah, we'll get into it more later. Sweet. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, give it up for Matt. All right. I will take Miss Raquel next. Come on down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so fitting for Raquel, too. (laughs) Yeah, it is. If you know her at all. All right. So, Raquel, what's your first and last name? Raquel Campbell. All right. Got that in the books? Yep. So, where are you in life? I am going to be a senior in college this upcoming year. I go to Westchester University, which is near Philadelphia, and I'm a biology major. Ooh. So she's really smart. Obviously really smart. Coming from med school. Yeah, she's going to be a doctor. Right. <laughs> so 
That's the plan. This is the beginnings. The beginnings. So where is your favorite place to eat in Harrisburg? Um, I frequent tomato pie. Mm, I can often. see it from here. Yeah, mm. you guys know. Yeah. I do know that place. Do you have a favorite waitress? No. Ex waitress. I'm not home enough. Oh, Veronica. No. <laughs> Sorry. Obviously. Wow. I don't work there anymore, though, so I guess I'll let it slide. Yeah. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So, Raquel, <laughs> when did you start coming to Airborne? Sixth grade. Yeah. Um, not really sure the year. Yeah, maybe. Two thousand seven. That old thing. Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know, guys. Wow. So really we got <laughs> two that have been here that went through Airborne from sixth through twelfth grade. So that might be some of you guys someday. Just saying. Yeah. yeah that's really weird. But. Next up, I will take Madeline on my right. She's hiding. <laughs> Come on down. This is Madeline. Hey. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> so, Madeline, could you tell us where you are in life? You've got a lot going on. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I graduated from college last year, 2016. And I am getting married in 25 days. <laughs> and um, in 30-something days, I'm moving to Texas. What? What? <laughs> yeah. So obviously there's plenty going on. Plenty. But bringing it back to the Berg, where's your favorite <laughs> place to eat? <laughs> um. I like to go to the Broad Street Market and Ooh. sample all of their delicacies. Plenty of options. Plenty of options. <laughs> <laughs> Something for everyone. Free fun. <laughs> so, Madeline, where did when did you start coming to Airborne? Sixth grade. Another one. We yeah. got three out of three. <laughs> all right. Nice to meet you, Madeline. We'll nice hear more from you. her later. All right. Last but not least, we've got Brianna. Come on down. All right, girl. You're, we already know your name. Where are you in life? I just graduated college. I went to Cornell University. Yes, you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. I majored in communication. What? And right now, I am working for Joaquin and Company, which is a consulting firm. <sighs> Near over my head. It is. <laughs> Important. <laughs> so where is your favorite place to eat in Harrisburg? So I've only been there once, but I really enjoy it. It's Cafe 1500 mm. in Seen a billboard or two? It's really good. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> they have a really good chicken they sandwich, y'all. Really chicken good chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Brianna. <laughs> when did you start coming to Airborne? Um, I believe it was 2006, 2007. So yeah. sixth grade. About How right. many of you guys were born in the 2000s? Oh. Everyone, yeah. I don't do it. Oh, man. That's okay. weird. Uh. That's painful. Woo, baby. I'm still young, right? I'm still young, right? Yeah, I'll mention that Brianna and Raquel are sisters. I don't think we said that. But same last name. They are sisters. Kind of obvious. Well, I figured I'd just get it out there for those who were a little questioning it. You Why? guys are twins. Do you not know? <laughs> Brianna has a twin, but yeah. she's not here. She's down in North Carolina. Michaela. All right. So just like we did last time when we did our panels, we're going to have papers towards the ends of the room so that you guys can write any questions if you think of any that could apply and that they can answer throughout our like interview. So that works. <laughs> They're coming to you. What are the questions about? That's a solid, that's a solid question. Uh, you get a question. Fold it in half, pass it up here to me. Okay, yep. fold it in half, pass it up here to me. Don't look at one being passed to <laughs> So write any questions that have anything to do with maybe like transitioning out of high school, transitioning into like a new school maybe, or a place where you feel like you might not have yeah. support. Anything like that, guys. Anything relating to school. In this, yeah. In this distracting moment right now, I want to do one thing.
We talked about the 80s night. The, the 80s night. I know sometimes we do these nights and everybody gets confused. When is the 80s night? Two weeks from Not tonight. next Wednesday. August 30th. Don't, fall, don't show up looking 80s next week, okay? Two yeah. weeks away. Madeline kind of missed the memo. Maddie thought it was today. <laughs> Bree's rocking no one told the Maddie. <laughs> oh, goodness. Distractions. Get all settled in. You guys got to be. <laughs> there yeah. are a lot of bodies. Sure. It's weird how much more between the pillars. students it looks like when everyone's actually yep. between the pillars. Yeah, Where yeah. they should be. 110. Is that including? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Tell me what? Oh, yeah. So, Matt, what are you? Oh, you've got interests. <laughs> what are some of your interests, Matt? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Um, interests. Sports. Sports for sure. I'm a big sports guy. Growing up in Airborne, a lot of times my lifestyle, we were talking about it, we were kind of going down memory lane earlier. <laughs> my, a lot of times my, especially in high school, routine would be, would be, my routine would be on Wednesday nights, or just Wednesdays in general. I'd have school, I went to Camp Hill, high school, middle school and high school, and then I would go to soccer practice in the fall, not be until 5.30 or 6, bring my homework with me, come here, do my homework before Airborne started, and then we'd get started at Airborne, and then that'd be it. So it was crazy, basketball in the winter tennis in the spring, so sports were like kind of my life. That was like my main passion, my main interest. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was kind of my thing. That's like my main interest. I'll, I'll yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. We've got a lot of students that are like super sporty, right? They're out yeah. there. They're out there. <laughs> um, I used to be sporty in high school. <laughs> I did a lot of sports and whatnot, and then I went to college and stopped doing sports, but um, I do a lot of like, in college, I'm involved in service organizations, and I do a lot of service, so like watching people's kids um, in, like, young mother's groups or helping out a farm for, uh, like, a food bank, things like that. Oh, Ooh, okay. Are we talking about my interests? Yeah, interests, All right. please. Um, uh, well, kind of similarly to Matt, except not because I'm not into sports, but um, I did theater in high school, and um, I actually, I'm a, I was a theater major in college, and um, but I would have kind of similar uh, schedule where I would have, you know, in the fall or in the fall plays or spring musicals, and I would have rehearsal after school till like 5:30, and now I'd come to church on Wednesdays early and do my homework in the back. Um, but yeah, I work as a professional actor sometimes when I can, um, and that's pretty much my interests. And my future husband, he's interesting. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> my interests, um, I definitely did sports in high school, cross-country track and basketball. Um, I'm also really into dance when I was in college. It still hurts to say when I was in college. Right, you can say that now. But when I was in college, I was a head choreographer of my dance team. So those are my, those are my interests. Sweet. You guys are very interesting people. Thank you for sharing. So we're going to get into these questions now that are a little bit more relevant to like school and transitions and all that. So the first question, I can start off, whoever wants to take the mic first, but I will ask you, how is college in general different from high school for you guys? Um, I guess for me, the biggest difference was the level of freedom that we had. Um, I guess you guys, we could all probably agree with that. Um, when you're in high school, you definitely have a routine, um, and you live with your parents or a guardian, and they're kind of in charge of you. But when you go to college, you're definitely on your own. And so the level of freedom kind of explodes, and people, a lot of people aren't used to it. Or they don't have, like, the stability, and they go buck wild, <laughs> like, <laughs> when, they go, when they go to college. But I think, for me, like, one of the biggest things of knowing um, – Stepping into that level of freedom was realizing, like, okay, who am I? Who am I relying on? And so, when you're at home, you're kind of covered, and you have your parents to back on. You kind of have like maybe siblings that you can rely on. But when you're in college, you're like, okay, am I relying on myself, or am I going to rely on God? 
And so I think that was one of the big, one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn is constantly like, okay, God, in this freedom, I'm going to rely on you and not myself. So that's really good. Yeah, and I know a lot of you guys aren't even maybe necessarily thinking about college yet, but that even I would say what Bree just said even relates to high school in some ways too. Um, you know, no matter what school you go to, honestly, private, Christian, public, whatever, wherever you're at, I mean, I think you, it's so important to remember who you are and what God said about your life, what has gone on in this room, what's gone on during worship, and what you know to be true in your life. And, and a lot of times you can be on your own or, you know, maybe the situation at home isn't the best situation or whatever. I mean, you f- and you might feel alone, but you got to, to know and to remember, you know, the true things that God has put in your life and about you and spoken about you in your life, um, I think, is is really important, and I've carried that through high school and college, so it definitely applies to high school, too. Um, something that, like, I mean, that I, that hit me really hard in college, but it's, it's definitely a high school thing, too. Like, I, I grew up in this church, um, and my, my parents were on the pastoral staff, um, so growing up, you know, you're kind of covered by them, um, and their reputation precedes you, in a way, um, and even if your parents or your guardian's not on the pastoral staff, people will maybe excuse you, you know, because y- you have your parents to back you up or your guardian to back you up. And um, there's not as much responsibility there as far as what people see you doing. Of course, there is still responsibility. But when you go out into college and even into high school, um, where people might not know you as much or know your family or know where you go to church or your connections, like, the way that you carry yourself is so m- much more, like, influential to people. <laughs> like, people look at you so much, and they're not, like, looking at you thinking about, like, oh, well, her parent, her dad is this. or Like, they're just looking at you. Mm-hmm. And so your actions speak so loudly, like, that and that was something that hit yeah. me really hard in college because nobody knew me there. No one knew my dad was a pastor. I mm-hmm. had to, my actions, I had to be responsible for the words that I said and what I said to people and how I acted around people. And so, like, even going off of that, like, I remember when I got, so I have an identical twin sister. Um, and when you have an identical twin sister, people get your names mixed up. Um, some of you guys, we were, we used to be staff. So some of you guys know me. Some of you guys know, know Mikhail and I. And so we look very similar, and it, we basically share names. So when I respond to Makayla, Makayla will, spo- will respond to Brianna. But when we, when we left, we went to different colleges. She went all the way to North Carolina, and I went to New York. And so when we, when we decided to go our separate ways, I really had to decide, like, am I enough on my own? Um, and so I was so used to having Makayla with me, and I was so used to having Raquel with me, um, all of a sudden I was by myself. You know, and so, I mean, even right now, you guys are, like, going into different transitions in your life, and you're stepping into different different arenas, like whether you're going into middle school, some of you sixth graders are like, oh, my gosh, this is a new area, freshmen, or those who are, like, juniors and seniors, you know, starting to getting ready to go to college, you kind of have to just take a step back, and you're like, wait a minute, who am I? And what do I want, what do I want the legacy of my life to be? And you can't rely on the people around you to define that. You have to decide it. And for me, the biggest part was looking at God and just asking him, like, who, who do you say I am? And that, that carried me through college. It carried me through college. That's so good. Okay. Yeah, I think that um, transitioning from high school to college, a big difference for me was, like, stress. And so I think it's with every transition you have, going from elementary school to middle school. Like, middle school is not like elementary school. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to middle school, you'll find that out. It's a lot more work than going from – middle school to high school. High school is not like middle school. Like, it's a lot more work. You have a lot more to do. It's the same thing going to college. And so there was just a lot more stress and a lot more work. And so learning to really, like, just take it into, like, okay, it's not all on me. You have to give it to God. You have to pray. And really taking time to spend with God really just, like, relieved you of that stress and it takes the burden off your shoulders. And that's a big transition. That's really good, guys. Covered all the bases. But, yeah, I think... Some of us might be wondering, like, kind of how in these new transitions you find a sense of community because here it feels like you've got 6th through 12th graders that all believe, like, the same kinds of things that you do. So in, in college, Brianna, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, did you have a community when you went to college, and how important did you feel like that was in your experience? 
So, I mean, I had, I had community, but it wasn't like <laughs> what I had here in Airborne at all. So, here at home, I definitely had people who they knew what I was going through and they were going to push me, like, through prayer, basically through different seasons of my life. And I don't know if, like, some of you guys have, like, well, for me, it was like I had my sister friends. So, like, Madeline's a sister friend and I actually had my real sisters, too. But um, people who are, it's like, this is my circle of friends and we're going to push each other to go after God and love him and we kind of carry each other through the hard times. So I didn't really have that in college and that was one of the hardest things for me of like going through a season of like, okay, God, yes, I have friends. Yes, like we'll go out and, but if they're going to go out and party and drink and get drunk and be crazy, what, what does that look like for my life then if I'm not comfortable doing that? And so I really had to become, I really had had to push or lean into discomfort, if that makes sense, the discomfort of being by myself during certain times, uh, during my college career, or during my, my, my time at college. And so, um, yeah, I think it, it was really important for me, definitely, to make sure I did have someone. So I called Michaela, I called Raquel, I called Madeline when it was during those times, because you need, you need to have people in your life who are going to speak truth over who you are, wherever you are. So, like, they might not be like in the room with you or they might not be in the same area as you but you find someone find someone whether it's veronica like the youth pastors find someone who it's like i'm going to call you when i when i'm going when i feel alone or when i like when the devil kind of gets in your head like oh you're not good enough or oh you're by yourself or you don't belong here because you're going to fight through that whether it's at college or whether it's right now um so for for me i mean i was in the same community as you um, and I think, like, especially when you go to college, um, you get there and everybody is, is looking for a community. Ev yeah. Everybody there wants to be a part of a community. So for me, um, what I ended up doing was, like, jumping in to a community right away. The people that I was roommates with or the people I met at freshman orientation and a couple months down the road, I realized that these aren't people that I want to be in community with. Um, so I, I had to start all over again um, and force myself to go out and look for a church by myself a lot. Um, but eventually I was able to, to build a community of people who supported me and loved me. Um, but it's, it's not as easy as you might... <laughs> think, especially with all those people around looking for community, because not everybody is going to build you up and be someone who you can share your heart with. Um. Yeah, I, I forgot. I want to tell you guys a story. So um, there were definitely times, so college is great. I don't want you to think that it's bad, but there are definitely times, especially my first semester, when I was, I'd walk around campus and be like, I feel so alone right now. And it's, it's weird when you're in a room full of people and you feel alone. Have, has anyone felt like that before? Like I, I know, and it hit me so hard and I'd never felt it to that degree before. And so I distinctly remember I was walking around campus and it had just been a really, really hard day and I hadn't really seen any of my friends that day because they were super busy and I didn't feel like I had someone who I could, who would really understand what I was going through because a lot of my friends were super outgoing and had lots of friends and so we had different personalities. But I was walking around campus and I started to almost like panic because I was like, God, I, I don't know what's happening. Like, and I, I'm, I'm by myself. Like, and I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I want to leave. I can't be on campus anymore. And so I said, please, just help me. Like, just send me a friend. Like, just, I just want someone to know that I'm here. That's, that was what I started praying. And so I'm just walking around campus, trying not to cry and look like a total dork. But, and then one by one, I had ten people like walking by. Hey, Brianna. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And like. I don't know about you guys, but generally when you're on campus, like people kind of recognize you, but they don't know you by name, per se. That happens a lot. And I, every single person, like it was in the next five minutes, I had 10 people coming up to me and saying, oh my gosh, hey, Brianna, you look so good today, or, and calling me by name. And so I was just like, okay, God, you're here, you're with me, and I thank you that you answer my prayers exactly when I need it. As soon as I needed encouragement, it was like, okay, he, and, and it was just a hello. That was all I needed. So I was like, okay, I'm good. Um, in the midst of like, in the midst of loneliness, ask God, because he'll he'll come, he'll come. Um, I think it was definitely hard for me to find a community, kind of like 
what Brianna and Madeline were saying, it was hard for me to find a community in college that was like a good, like a building up community, you know, because yes, I had friends, but they weren't necessarily people that I would talk to God about. And they were Christians, but I didn't know, like, I was like, oh, do you guys like speak in tongues? Do you guys raise your hands and worship? Like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of background you're from. I don't know, like, am I going to weird you out? But um, <laughs> because I didn't know, but when I was at Life Center, like, my friends knew what I was talking about. I didn't have to explain the language. You know, I didn't have to explain, like, oh, man, I was just got touched by the Holy Spirit. They'd be like, what are you talking about? But um, so it was hard, harder for me to find a community. And it was my first two years I had really struggled. And um, I would live stream Life Center, which is really great, and getting the word. But I realized that it wasn't enough because I needed other people. And I couldn't just be, like, in my dorm room all the time with a computer. Like, I needed someone to talk to. I needed, like, another person. And because that's why, you know, God made Adam and Eve. You know, you need more than one person. And so there's, I remember this one day, I was like, all right, I need some kind of community. So I went online, and I was like, I'm going to Google some churches that I can walk to because I don't have a car. <laughs> and it's winter, but here we go. <laughs> like, let's go. And so... <laughs> I, like, Googled some churches. I tried to find, I was like, let me find one with a cool website. Maybe it's kind of like Life Center. I don't know. And I went to this church, and it had a really cool website, and I thought it was kind of like Life Center, <laughs> like sort of big-ish, you know. It was probably, like, 20 people. Oh. And I was, like, it was old, like, our parent parents' age, and then um, maybe, like, a few, like, younger kids, and then me, like, in the middle. And I was like, all right. This is strange, and it was a very, like, strange day. I mean, it was, like, it was great, the, it was great, but um, it was just kind of, like, an, it was an interesting service. I was, like, I don't know if I can come back. Like, I didn't feel, like, connected here. Like, I don't know. So it took me a few weeks, and I'm, like, all right, Raquel, you have to try again. Like, you have to go out and step out of your box. Because that was hard for me to step out of my box and try and find a community. So I'm, like, all right, I'm going to try this other church. So I go to this other church, and, um but it was at a place of, like, desperation. Like, I need something. I need something. Like, I need to be with other people and not at the place of, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, my everyday going to church. Like, like you come here. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through those phases, it was about two years that I just kind of did that. I would just, like, sporadically go to church. I'm like, all right, I need something. I have to go to church. And then I think this past year, like, I actually, I found community. I found friends who were like, yes, I can talk to God about. And, like, yes, you'll pray for me, and I'll pray for you. And it, I can't tell you how much it helped me in my walk with God and also just in my college career, knowing that my friends were praying for me. Mm-hmm. And it was friends that I could see. Like, I could see every single day. Like, I saw them all the time. And um, mm-hmm. so that definitely helped reach me out and finding a community. It's This place is so amazing right here in Airborne. It's so amazing. And um, sometimes you'll find other places like this, but you'll never be in the same place again. So it's really important just to treasure this time that you have here. And... Yeah, because I love the time that I had here. I think we all did, and it was mm-hmm. definitely something to treasure and hold on to. Yeah, I'll not to take up too much time, but I'll echo basically what, what they all said, and especially going off what Maddie said earlier about the, the previous question about your actions show who you are. I think that's so important about when we're trying to find community. So everybody struggled with finding community, and you have to remember who you are and not compromise in finding that community. You don't have to compromise. who You shouldn't compromise who you are. That's a hard thing to do. It's a lot easier said than done. Everybody went through hard times. We all struggled. I struggled finding a church. My first year on, on campus, I didn't have a car. And then second year, it was a lot easier because I could explore. So I you know, had a car to go to a couple different churches and find out, okay, do I, you know, do I kind of fit in here or can I see myself here or whatever. But you can't compromise who you are as a person and who you are and you know, who God's called you to be, especially. you know, That's why it was so nice. And we'll get into it, I think, in a little bit. But having this foundation so I knew who I was and I had these friends and and people I could call and, and guys I could, you know, talk to all the time. Um, so I, I knew who I was going in. And so, you know, I put myself in so many different situations trying to find that community, but always knowing, you know, this is who I am and I'm not going to compromise, you know, even if I am alone a lot of the time. So. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> but obviously it's so different being in high school and going into college. You talked about that in a lot of ways. But um, how do you feel like your relationship with God has become different in the transition, and even who is God to you now if he's different or, like, shown a different side of him? How would you kind of explain that in your life? Um, for me, I think, going off what Raquel said about the live stream, so, you know, your first 
whatever, at least my first year, year and a half or so, I couldn't find, you know, much community or a church to go to. I would live stream a lot. I would, you know, that would be kind of my source of, okay, I'm, you know, at least still a part of Life Center or that's what I'm, I'm watching. I'm talking to God. And you know, it's obviously important to have a relationship with God, be in the word, reading the Bible, having that, you know, daily time with him. That was really important. But I think, um, I think, uh, wow, I totally just lost my train of thought. But I think, um, trying to think. Yeah, anyway, so I think, it's uh, it, it's totally changing because you're alone, right? And you don't have that, wow, okay, I don't have Life Center to go to all the time. I don't have, you know, I can't find my intimate time with God, then or my quiet time with God, then, or this community of people who are all, like, you know, going towards the same thing, praising, you know, talking about the same thing, and it's just so easy, and, and I don't have that anymore. So then it totally takes you, at least me personally, took me to a new level of my relationship with God. You know what I mean? I'd have daily, I'd have these crazy encounters in my room with God, and you know what I mean, what, what, no matter where it would be, sometimes it, <laughs> it would be in inopportune times, like on a bus or whatever, train or, or plane or whatever like that, but it was totally, you know, just just him and I, so much more, my, my one-on-one relationship with him just, it just reached new levels, I would say, just because, you know, I didn't have this community, at least in the beginning, so that's my um, I think for me, God was really my guide in going to college and going through this transition. And yes, in high school, like God was my God, but it was different. And a lot of times God would speak to me through other people. So like I come to church and the youth leaders would speak to me or my friends would speak to me and um, God was speaking through them to me. But uh, in college, it was different because I didn't have all these amazing Christians around me all the time. So I didn't have a bunch of people to speak into my life. And so I really had to listen to the still, quiet voice of God and that voice in your heart that tells you, do this, don't do that. And he's def- he's just, like, there for you. So this one time, it was my freshman year orientation. And so it's my first day, like, maybe second day on campus, and everyone's there, and they have this little thing where you're supposed to get to know people, and it was at night or whatever. And there was this girl that I had met, so I was just hanging out with her. Cause you just I just kind of, like, latched onto the first person I met. I'm like, all right, cool, like, we're going to hang out now. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, and so we, like, left the main area, and we were walking, and it was her and her, me, her, and her roommate. And I didn't really know where they were going. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to walk with them, and I was a few steps behind them. And then I just felt like I, n- I just felt like to stop, and I just stopped walking, and they kept walking. And they didn't notice I would stopped walking because they were a couple steps ahead of me anyway. And I was like, all right, I just don't feel like I should go. So I'm like, okay, I can just go back to my room, or I can try and go back and mingle with other people that I don't know. And I'm introverted, and I don't really like talking to people I don't know. And I just stopped, and I'm standing there on the sidewalk as people are, like, walking by me. And I'm just standing there, and I'm like, all right, God, just please help me. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. And right then, this girl that I had met maybe the day before texted me and said, hey, my friends and I are hanging out, like, at, like, wherever. Like, come meet us. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like, I have someone I can hang out with. And then... Maybe like th- th- later that night, the girl, um, the girl who I was walking with originally, who I stopped walking with, she was just like, "Oh yeah, like we didn't know where you went. Sorry, we left you. My friends and I, we like went to this party and like it was so crazy and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh my goodness, thank goodness I stopped and didn't keep walking, because I would have been put in that situation, and I would not have known. It was I would not have known what to do. It was late at night. I wouldn't want to leave by myself, but also I know I wouldn't have wanted to stay." And so listening to the voice of God and listening to the voice in my heart, and that's what I learned here in this place. I learned God's voice in this house, and I learned how to hear the voice of God in this house, and that's what's carried with me, and that's what I see, and God's really been my guide in multiple ways. So how many of you guys have had, like, crazy encounters with God? So, yeah, any one of you guys? Kind of, kind of. So I remember when I was here, I had, like, snot face, like, on the floor, crying, rolling around, laughing, like, God is encountering me. So those were kind of, the, like, the the crazy emotional encounters. Fall retreats. Y'all having one coming up? Yeah, get ready. Prepare. <laughs> Bring tissues. Get ready. They're amazing. So <laughs> they're incredible. Be there. Some of those encounters that Bree's talking about, like, God comes and meets you where you are at those retreats. So mm-hmm. don't miss it if you can't. Anyways, sorry. I had to no, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 
when Raquel was talking about like that still small voice, that's so important. That's so incredibly important. So when I when I left and I went to college, but in particular, like I didn't have those snotty snotty encounters with God <laughs> anymore. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't like I was on the floor crying like, oh my gosh, he loves me so much. <laughs> oh, he loves me. You know, I wasn't having those encounters. It was it was more like when I'm walking to class and God and He's just like, hey, I love you. You know, or or it's and it's so and it's not really like a oh my gosh, you know, it's it's really just okay. Like I, I'm good. You know, I'm good. But like, also want you guys to like trust, trust the voice. Trust. I'm not trust the voice. It's not a voice. Trust God. Trust God and what He's saying to you. And so like one story, really really quick. Um, I was going to this party with some of my friends. It was actually this y'all. This party was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> And I knew this going into it. So I actually, I didn't, I was, I knew I was going to be kind of uncomfortable. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. It's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of dancing. People are going to be really drunk probably. But I was like, but you know what? I'm not going to do anything that compromises who I am. Okay, can I just be real with you guys for now? Put on your big boy and girl pants. Um, but I just, so I, I'm, so I'm on, I was on a Christian dance team at school. And I, People didn't, I was like, you know what, no one knows who I am. It's fine if I go to this party. I'm not going to do anything that compromises who I am. People aren't going aren't gonna to recognize me. It's fine. But um, the year before, the, w- the girl who was the um, head choreographer, which was the position that I, that I had taken over, she had told me before she left, she was like, um, don't compromise your testimony. Don't compromise your testimony. And so... And throughout that whole day, my friends, they were like, come on, Brianna, come on, come on, just come with us. It's going to be so much fun. You'll be, it'll be fun. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And, but in my head, I kept, I kept hearing, don't compromise your testimony. Don't compromise your testimony. But I was like, you know what, Brianna, you're cool. (laughs) You're good. You got this. So I walk, I walk to the, I walk to the party. There's this huge line to get in. There's cops everywhere because they know like people, people are crazy. Um, And this girl is standing in front of me, and I'm I'm with maybe one other friend, and she's told she's c- totally drunk, you know, like laughing all over. And then she turns around, looks at me, and she was like, "When you dance, you touch my heart." And then she turned back around and was like, "Ah!" <laughs> but I was but I was like, "Oh my word!" Like, people people know who I am, and that voice that protect your testimony, protect your testimony. It wasn't so much that I was compromising, like who I was, but how people, were, like how my testimony and how my dance team and the people, how we would be able to impact others. So if they saw me at this party, how, how, what were they going to say? Like, oh, well, she's just like, she's not really li- living her life for God or this and that. And so I'm, I'm in this party, right? I stayed. I didn't leave yet. And so <laughs> and, but I, I, I got, I was like getting increasingly and increasingly uncomfortable. And I, and I, I just really felt like God was saying, you need to leave. You need to leave. And I was, like, I was like, no, what, Brianna? No, you're, this is you being dramatic. You're fine. You're fine. And then, like, and then it was like a really str- a stern, like, I told you to leave now. I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, God. <laughs> so, like, I told my friends, I was like, hey, I got to go. So I left. The next morning I woke up and there was an email that went out to all the student body that someone had been stabbed and killed at the party an hour after I left. And so this is an extreme, an extreme, like, story or extreme example but trust God trust the voice that trust that when he's telling you like hey don't you shouldn't be here you shouldn't be doing this and like practice it now because when you're in that situation and you don't have someone else because a lot of times like my sisters if I kind of put I was like no I'm fine it's fine once one of my friends they'd be like hey I don't think you should be here guys it's like okay and then it's easy but when you're by yourself it's you and God and it's your choice if you're going to listen to him or not Y'all are so wise, for real. Um, uh, just kind of going off of that then, so uh, coming through like all of these experiences and all the wisdom that you guys have gathered, if you could go back and tell your younger self, maybe even your ninth grade self, your sixth grade self, something um, from your time, uh, just something that you value or maybe that you kind of regret and have learned from, but if you could speak to that a little bit more, what would you say to your younger self? Okay. <laughs> um, so for me, when I left, it was really hard for me to leave. 
Um, I'm a bit of a homebody. I like I like my friends here. I don't like it when I go into a room full of people I don't know. Um, and so the thought of going away to college, away four hours from my family, ten hours from my si my twin sister, was excruciating for me. But even more than that, I kind of had this like thought in the back of my head that when I leave Life Center, I'm kind of leaving God's presence. And that was that was that was in my and how how many of you guys know that's a complete lie. That's an absolute lie. Like God, God's with us on through every part of our journey. And sometimes it looks different. So like I wasn't necessarily having my snot, snotty, like, ex like <laughs> oh, Jesus loves me so much, like experiences. But um, he's with us and his presence goes with us through every, every part of our journey. And so one other really quick story. I was, um, um, there was a shooting or there was a s another stabbing. This, this isn't. Not I know, all schools I know, are I know. like this. <laughs> I know, uh, there, but there, there was a, there was a stabbing, another stabbing on our campus, and so, but it's real life, guys. This is, this is what happens. Like yeah. people, people are bad. So, there was another stabbing on our campus, and they had put the campus on lockdown, and we didn't really know what was happening. Like, what was it an active shooter? Was it this or that? And then, so they had lifted the. It was like a couple hours went by. They lifted it, and so I, I had been all the way on West Campus, and uh, this was like a, a good fifteen minute walk. I had to walk across campus at like nine o'clock at night by myself, and I was not happy about it. But I went back to my dorm and my my roommates were there and they were kind of freaking out even though they had lifted they had lifted the uh, the shutdown already, and so they weren't Christians. But I had kind of done this little like, hey, do you guys just want to like see what my church looks like? And I had showed put on I had like pulled out my phone and put on the web. So have you guys been to the like, church's website and they have like the little worship experiences? So I put on, I started playing some of the worst. This was like my little sly, like I'm kind of scared too, so I want the Holy Spirit. I want like God's presence to rest in our room. So I started playing worship music from our church. And then this girl, she's from China, doesn't know God, like has no experience with any type of religion. She always, because she was the one who was scared the most. She looks at me and then she starts like rubbing her, her heart like this. And she's like, Brianna, I don't. I just feel this peace all of a sudden. I don't, I don't know what that is. And so that's just my example of God's with us. And it, he's not just in this place. So wherever you go, whether you're at school, whether some of you guys are getting jobs, whether you're at home, wh wherever you're at, you're in the mall, God's presence is with you because he's inside of you. Don't ever, ever, ever forget that. So that's the one thing I would, I would tell myself, like, he's not going to leave you. Um, if I could go back and tell myself one thing, it would probably be to stay focused and not be um, distracted by other people's um, discouragements. Um, I, I went into a field that a lot of people thought was a stupid decision. I wanted to be an actor. Um, and I got so much flack for that. <laughs> and I knew, I know the talents that God has given me. And you've got to hold on to that. The things, the dreams that God has put into your heart, nobody gets, people don't get to tell you that you shouldn't pursue those things because God gave you them. And he is planning to use them in a big way. And my life doesn't really uh, th look like I guess how I thought it was going to look. I guess people say that, like, life's not going to look the way you thought it was going <laughs> to look, sweetie. <laughs> but it's good. Like, that's okay. Like, it's still so good. Like, God is using the things that he put in my heart. And, I'm, and, I, and I wish that I wouldn't have wasted so much time second-guessing what God put in my heart, the dreams that he put in my heart. So just hold fast to those things that you know, that you know, that you know, in the words of Brian Leach that God has put in your heart because he's going to use them. Absolutely. Um, if I were to go back and tell my middle school and high school self, I would say really value the lessons that you learn here. So the lessons I learned in this room have become the foundation upon like that I stand on. And so when I was here, I learned who I was. I was had truth spoken to me every single week they say you are a daughter of God he makes you worthy you are the salt of the earth you do not have to be discouraged because God is with you and that's the truth that I carry and that is 
not something that other people hear. And I didn't know this. I didn't know this was like so special. I was like, yes, I know this, I know this, I know this. And then when I went to college, for example, my roommate, uh, sophomore year, she wasn't a Christian and she struggled a lot with um, kind of like depression. And so whenever something would happen or whenever uh, like, you know, like curveballs are thrown your way or like something unexpected happens or you get a bad grade in school and she would just real like completely melt down and like completely like I am so unworthy. I'm so not worth it. I can't do anything. I'm worthless. I can do nothing like and totally like shut down completely. And it was like getting close to rock bottom. Like she would just like totally melt. And I was like, I don't. I don't know what to do. Like, oh my goodness, this girl, I don't know, she's freaking out and we were friends. And so I'd be like, it's okay. Like, and she was like, what do you do? Like, how do you do? I'm like, well, I usually pray. <laughs> um, yeah, but also, <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I usually pray. And like, sometimes I try and like give her like advice or something. And sometimes she'd actually like, well, what would you do? I'm like, and she goes, I'm like, well, I usually pray. She goes, I knew it's going to come back to your religion. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, and then this happened <laughs> relatively often, and it was happening again, and I was like, wait, Raquel, you can pray for her. <laughs> and so I was just like, and it was close to the end of the year, and I was like, man, why didn't I realize this before? And so I went, and I was like, hey, Mary, I wasn't, okay. She's like, can I pray for you? And you yeah, you got, it's fine. <laughs> and I was like, can I pray? I was like, I know you're not a Christian, but can I pray for you? And she was like, yeah, sure. And so I went over and I sat with her and I just prayed with her and I just prayed for God's peace to come on her. And I prayed that she would know that, that she's worthy and she would know, just like feel peace and feel loved. And that's what I prayed over her, God's love and God's peace. And she was sitting there and she said, I don't know why, but thank you for your prayer. And I just, I just feel better. And she stopped crying. She's like, I feel so much peace. And so knowing who you are and speaking that into other people, you can tell them who they are. Because a lot of times in this world, you step out and everyone says, be whoever you want, do whatever you want, like be you, which is great, be you, but be you in God. And that's something that I learned in this place. Be you in God, because in him is your everything. And in him is how you walk. And in him is your foundation on which you stand. So these lessons that you're learning here and the truth that your youth leaders are speaking into you, that's going to stay with you. That, so keep that in your heart and implant that in your heart because that's what's going to stay with you when you go out and you're on your own. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Go ahead. I'll echo all of them basically. Yeah. We're good. I would just say, especially, yeah, going off what Maddie said and too, like what God has said, if I was, you know, talking to my ninth grade self, who is that? Who are the ninth graders in here? Or what eighth, ninth graders? Ninth graders, ninth graders, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Eighth, eighth, ninth grade age around there. Anyways, I, I just, at least, I think the, f the feeling I remember most was, you know, I was stepping, okay, I'm done with middle school, stepping into high school, and I was, you know, a little bit more confident, and obviously, like, like we all said, we all grew up in the church, so we were all, like, pretty confident in, you know, okay, God has said this over my life, and this over my life, and, you know, this is who I am, or, you know, we've had a lot of stuff prayed over us, and so I was stepping into that and believing that more and more for myself. And we went on this, you know, we went, we went on missions trips and we heard so much about the, you know, what you guys did at 333 House in the city of Harrisburg. Like, believe that and remember that. You know what I mean? Believe those encounters and, and that wasn't just, oh, this was this cool thing we did for a, a week span or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that, no, that really happened. And, and we, anyways, we were praying before and we just were, we kept hearing, you know, I guess the theme was kind of like courageous. You know what I mean? And we really wanted you guys to remember that. You know what I mean? So God's speaking to you as eighth, ninth graders and be courageous, like, believe that, believe what God, believe what you're hearing from God, believe the encounters that are happening in the city of Harrisburg. Anyways, d we've heard awesome things, and just don't forget that. That's what I would tell my ninth grade self. So. Ooh, that's so good. All right. I just have to, really quick, I love these people so much. Guys, like, these are the people I grew up in Airborne with. Like, all y'all are friends, and you've been friends for a really long time. These are my people. These are my people. All right. So, transitioning a little quicker, but some of you guys gave us some questions, and we only have time to do maybe one or two. Sorry, we went, we went really long. Yeah, I know a lot we're of probably them killing you guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I, I remember they sitting there sometimes for like 40, 45 minutes. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I just need to stand up. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> you guys are troopers. I hope you're getting so much out of this. So, this question 
It says, what did you do when you felt like God disappeared or left you in the middle of an issue? Um, maybe provide some, like, actual tools, like things you guys did. Um. Yeah. So um, there were several points in college. It happened in high school, too, um, for sure, where I would get this, like, feeling, um, like, in my physical body. Like, my heart would constrict, my, um, my throat would constrict, and I would just kind of start panicking about nothing but just life, and I w just, like, panic attacks. Um, and I got a lot of them in high school, um, and I, it was so hard to, like, snap myself out of that feeling like nothing's going right, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know where I'm going, ah, I'm freaking out. Um, and what I did well, was first call my mom and like, <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> um, but really what she encouraged me to do, and then when I, what I began to do every other time when I would feel that way is she's like, okay, go to your room, close the door, turn on worship music, and start, open the word, and start, like, reading. Just start reading the things, <laughs> the highlighted verses, the things that God has said about you. And, and I didn't want to do it. I, my, cause my, it was like my spirit was fighting against doing that, and that's the enemy, of course. But if you can just get by yourself, put music in your ears, and just begin to say, okay, God, I am a co-heir with your kingdom. I am crucified and raised with Christ. Like, just begin to speak the truth over your life. It's like taking a coat off of the panic and the worry. It was like, it worked. It actually worked. Mm. Every time it worked. That's what I would do. That's what I would tell you to do. Yeah, so no when I was more. in high school, um, I got, it was my junior year, and I had gotten really, really sick. Like, I was in the hospital for a while, and I had to be, there was this whole thing that happened. I was really, really sick. But then I got better, and I was like, yay, Jesus. And everyone's like, yes, this is awesome. It's a breakthrough. It was, this is never going to happen again. Like, God showed up in your life, and you're healed. And then my senior year, the same thing happened again. And I was really, really sick, and I was... Yeah, like I had like had to get a feeding tube, and I had like to get these tubes like all in my arm to keep me alive, and it happened again my senior year, and I was like, God, this wasn't supposed to happen again, and I was so disappointed. I was like, God did not show up in my life when he said he would, and here I am again in the hospital. Here I am again in this low place. What am I going to do now? And I wasn't mad. I was just so disappointed and discouraged. Mm. And so there was a point, and I just felt like it was, I couldn't even pray. I was like, I don't even know how to pray. Like, everyone's saying be strong. I don't want to be strong. I don't feel like being strong. I don't feel like doing this again. And my sisters saw me, and they said, Raquel, when it's hard, and if you feel like you can't pray anymore, we're going to pray for you. We're going to worship for mm -hmm. you. So yeah. when you get in those times when you just feel like, God has been disappointed in your life, reach out to your friends. Reach out to the people that know you, whether it's your parents, whether it's your friends or your sibling, a youth leader, a teacher who's a Christian. Reach out and say, can you pray for me? And I cannot tell you how much that filled me up. And it was a process for sure. It, didn't, it wasn't a switch right that day. I wasn't like, oh, now I'm good. No. It took time. I had to be uh, with God. I had to choose to worship God even when I didn't feel like it. I had to choose to worship God even though I was sick and even though I was tired. I was like, I'm going to worship you anyway because you are my creator, and because I am your daughter, and because you are worthy. And that's what I chose to do. And God, and obviously I'm better now. God, I got better, and God healed my heart of this disappointment. And it took a while. It was definitely a journey. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't a day. It wasn't a week. It was a journey. And it took me a while. But being in the word and continually praying and saying, God, I choose to trust you. I choose to have faith in you again. And he will not let you down. Even when it seems like he does, he will not let you down. He won't let you down. Amen. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Yeah. You guys obviously carry something so, like, dire, and, like, we want that, you know? So would you guys mind just, like, praying over us really quick because you all have such unique anointings, so.
Yeah, God, we thank you for this group, God. Oh, my gosh, God. You're doing amazing things, God. You're doing such great things, God. Things they don't even know yet, God, and we, <laughs> we just want to grab hold of that, God. That's all we want to grab hold of is you and your presence, God, and more and more of you, especially in this season, God. When, as Ben was saying earlier, when we're going to fight attacks, we're going to feel maybe at times under attack, that we know, we know, we know, God, that what you've said and what you've done in our lives this summer, this past season, and what you're continuing to do is not just by accident, God. You're doing incredible things in our hearts, God, and, and you're just, you're filling up these people to just go back and go, go to their homes, go to their schools, go to their areas, wherever they're going, and just, just shine, just absolutely shine, God. And we just thank you so much for their hearts, for the goodness you put inside of them, God. We just want more of that, God. Yeah, God, I just pray that you'll just release your courage onto these students, God, as they go back to school, Lord, that you will just help them just to step out, God, that you will just give them faith to step out and to speak to their friends about you, God, to be a light in darkness, God, because that's what you've called them to do because your fire is burning in each and every one of them. So I pray that you stir their hearts tonight, God, that you build them up in their faith tonight, Lord, that they can just receive you and then give it out and as everywhere they walk, down their hallways and in their classrooms, God. And for the rest of this summer, as this short time, God, they'll just pour you out, Lord. God, that wherever they go, your presence is with them, Lord. Let them know, God. Fill them up, Jesus. Father, I just pray that the race would be clear, that the boundaries would be clear, that the, the finish line would be clear. Father God, I just, I just pray that you would pour out grace to run exactly where they are right now, in middle school, in high school, moving on to something bigger. Father, just give them the grace to tunnel vision your face. <laughs> they don't see what's on people cheering on either side. They just hear it. They don't have to stop and look. They can just run. They can just run, run, run because they know what you've put in their hearts. They know where you want to take them. They don't need to be bogged down by the distractions, to be bogged down by what everybody else is doing because they see your face and they can clearly see the finish line and where they are headed in Jesus' name. God, we just thank you for who you are. And we just ask for a settling of your spirit, Father, to wash over every single person in this room. God, I pray for the ones who are in the midst of disappointment or in the, the midst of heartache. And I just say to you that you are so loved and you are so cherished and you are so valued. God, I pray that every single person here would know exactly who they are in you that they can't be moved to the left or to the right, but they would just lift their gaze. And I'm loved by my Father. That would be the anthem of every single person's heart in this room. Every single student, 6 through 12, I'm loved by my Father. God, in the middle of the night, God, would they just have encounters with you? In the middle of the, of the school hallways, God, would they hear your voice? Whether it's a warning voice like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't say that. Or whether it's just a confirmation of, oh, I'm cherished. Oh, I'm valued. God, would the anthem of their lives be a love song to you? I thank you for each and every single person here, Father. And we just ask that you and your special and particular way would meet every single one right where they're at. Right where they're at. I thank you, Father that you never leave us. We're never alone. In the triumphs and in the defeats, Father. In, in, the middle of, in the middle of, like, the valleys, Father. You're with us through every step of the journey. Every step. We thank you, God. We love you. And we cherish you, Father. Cool. We're going to go ahead and um, let you go here in a second, but seriously, if any of you guys got, like, if anything they said tonight really caught your attention, and specifically, like, you heard all four of them say, like, the hard times of life, the crazy trials, the stuff that comes up, what matters most and what works most is to have people to go to and people to pray with. 
So if there's something going on in your life that one of them talked about tonight that's like, oh, my gosh, that's me, that's my world, get your butt up here and say, will you pray for me? Like, do what they said is like the wisdom of years of going through this, guys. And get up here and just go, hey, I'm going through this. And if there's like lines for them, grab a youth staff member. Like, we're here for that purpose. If something's going on in your life, your parents will wait. I mean, you know, a little bit, whatever. And... Somebody did write on a card, can the youth prophesy over the alumni? Yes, you can. Yes. Come on up and <laughs> drop a word on them, okay? Ask for prayer and then pray for them, whatever. But they would love to hear what God's saying through you to them as well. So yeah. jump up here, pray for them, ask for prayer, whatever it might be. But you are dismissed. And real quick, give it up for our panel real quick. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. So. Love you guys. Have a really awesome, awesome week. This podcast was recorded live at Wednesday Night Youth Meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.